Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Gunturi and welcome to Journey Podcast, your weekly podcast on transformational journeys. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody. I have Mary Hernandez with me today. She is a digital entrepreneur, business coach and expert in sponsored travel. She helps ambitious digital entrepreneurs create a passion-driven business without confusing process by using attraction marketing to align with their sole clients. She is the CEO of Marie Hernandez Coaching LLC. She travels, lives, and works globally and offers a coaching program that helps women 45 plus bridge the gap from where they are to the place of love and strength and live any life they choose. And I really love the way you mentioned you are helping the women above 45. And thank you for coming here and sharing your story. If I can ask, why do you want to choose a 45 plus woman there? You can start with well, that. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Um, because, <laughs> because I started over at 50. So, and it, when I started over at 50, I found my life um, pretty devastated. Everything that I thought that I had and everything that I thought that I was, I found out was a lie. So I was pretty, you know, I was pretty devastated and kind of like, you know, where do I start over? How do I start over? You know, who do I turn to? And there's lots of people out there, but the focus is generally on a certain topic and not necessarily on the, a woman of, of a certain age. And um, that wasn't okay with me. So once I decided to take what I love, which is travel and entrepreneurship and uh, refocus where I wanted to go with my life, um, I decided that that's what I was going to do. I was going to focus on, on women. There are a couple of men in my programs. I love it. I absolutely love it. For So for some of the men, I, I love when men are bold enough to say, hey, I feel aligned to you. So can, can you coach me? I love that when they ask, and I will not say no, but mo- for the most part, it's women, uh, you know, 45 and over who are starting over. They realize that they do have the power. They want to empower themselves to create a digital business. There's that's the separation as well is I help them create a digital business based on their passion on what they absolutely love. And it could be anything. So, uh, yeah. And that came about, like I said, just Phew, I was 50. I turned 50 in, in um, August and in October, it was, well, it was less, it was, it was a little bit more than a month that I found out. Yeah, it was uh, by accident. I found out that my entire life had changed. Uh, my husband found out that my dad and husband was uh, not just cheating, but like creating lives all over the place, like, you know, with the different women and um, also embezzling money and, and it was just devastating. So I was, uh, 10,000 miles away from home when I found this out and, uh, we lived there and I had no way to come home because there was no money to come home. I couldn't get a job there because I was sponsored there through his work. So I was kind of left, you know, treading water, so to speak. So I had to figure it out. I finally did make my, after six months, I had to be, I had to stay there six months. It was the law. I had to be there for six months until they can finalize everything. And I was able to sell enough stuff to find buy my ticket back to the U.S. So, yeah, I landed on grant on U.S. land with no home, nothing, because I had sold everything to go there. There was no point in owning anything because we were there for six years. So we sold everything. So when I came back, I literally had two suitcases and a backpack 
that was it. That was all I had. So um, I was blessed enough. I have three, I have three girls and three boys. Um, and this was my second, second marriage. And I had three girls and three boys. So I was blessed that they were older and they, you know, let mom come and hang out. But as wonderful as that is, they had their lives, you know, they, I couldn't be there, I couldn't stay there. So I had to decide what I was gonna do, right? I, I was just kind of like, what am I gonna do? I had a choice. I could go back to the corporate world that I hated. I'm not a corporate girl. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I always knew that I was going to have my own business at some point, or I could create a life of fulfillment and service and love. And that's what I decided to do. So awesome. I took what I knew about uh, about my sponsored travel life and becoming a digital entrepreneur. And um, I had I got my degree in psychology. So I mixed all that beautiful stuff together. <laughs> and I came up with a very unique system to help um, women, like I said, build a digital life, digital business based on their, their passion. And, um, and it's been a wonderful ride ever. It's been a wonderful ride since I've been to 54 countries. And wow. I mean, it's just been, it's just been amazing. I've met some amazing human beings and I've connected in ways that I never thought I could. And, and it's wonderful because it was the travel that healed me. I, uh, my first trip was to Tuscany. I spent three months there you know, it's funny because people always say, you're the real life, you know, eat, pray, love, <laughs> except for I stayed in Tuscany. I, I just stayed there and uh, yeah, I ate what I wanted and I saw art and I connected with people. And I, that was what's important to me then. That's what helped healed me is that connection um, because I was very disjointed and, and disconnected because I felt that I was outside my body watching somebody that I didn't know. And it was a, it was, it was as much a heal as much healing as it was discovery as well. You know, I learned about myself. Um, I had to be accountable for the mistakes that I made. No mistakes, lessons <laughs> for all the lessons that I learned. But I was the, I was the common denominator in the, in the perceived failures or the lessons that I had. I had to, you know, it was a hard look. It's hard to realize that you know, you have to be accountable to the things that the choices that you made, you know, nobody forced me to marry him. Um, I did. And, and yes, what he did was unfair. But it also led me to this life and this person and this amazing. So I'm literally grateful. <laughs> I'm literally grateful for all the pain and all the cracks, because those cracks let the light shine through, don't they? So Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it's, it was a, it's a, it was a wonderful experience and it led to this now and I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. That's so nice to see. Quite mm -hmm. question. If you don't mind to share, uh, what was your relationship like with him? That's what was so hard and so confusing. It was absolutely wonderful. As a matter of fact, when you know, I was the catalyst to saying we're getting divorced because I, infidelity was not acceptable to me. And then at that level, you know, he had a girlfriend and he was engaged to a second woman and then we were married and then he was planning a wedding with even a third one. So he had three different people aside from me. And then he was also on internet, you know, sites all over the place. So um, I had no idea this was going he was master at what he did and that was part of it too because i felt stupid like am i that dumb that i didn't see it but when we did decide to divorce um he played the victim of course as narcissists will do and people blamed me our friends blamed me 
you know, they, they said he, he, you walked on water to him and he treated you like a queen. And he did, he really did. That's why I had no clue. I mean, I was his heir. It was just, you know, he treated me so wonderfully and I really was madly in love with him. I really was. And so for me, there was no inkling. I did not perceive it. Like he didn't treat me badly or he didn't, you know, um, it was just wonderful. The marriage was wonderful and he was supportive of the things that I wanted to do. In hindsight, now I see they all served him well, you know, on these sponsored trips that I took, I was gone for a long time. <laughs> so it had afforded him the freedom to do what he wanted to do as well. So um, yeah, in hindsight, now I can see uh, where the cracks were and, and I didn't notice them because the marriage seemed okay. Um, but very quickly, I mean, very quickly after I left Singapore, I think it was three months and he was already engaged to the woman that he, that I had caught him with. So, you know, it's, 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 that's on him. You know, that's, that's his karma. That's his, that's his life. It's not mine. So yeah, the relationship I have to say to my knowledge was good. Um, and that's probably part of the reason that it hurts so bad is that I, I didn't expect it. So. How did you find out that he's cheating on you? <laughs> he flew, uh, so he received an immense raise and promotion within his company. And they flew him back to the US to meet with the big guys. Interestingly enough, my best friend was his boss. <laughs> so she, so that's the thing is she's like, oh, we're so excited. He, she pushed for this as well for him to get this big promotion. And, you know, and she's like, oh, they're flying him back. This is going to be wonderful. And I was like, oh. And I happened to have my, my one trip that I had always wanted it through sponsorship to the Maldives at the same time. So I had to choose not to go back with him because that was a business trip for me. And he uh he was going to be gone three weeks so no problem so he goes he he went he flew out and the flight is literally the trip is 24 hours by the time you get back to new york so uh he said i'll let you know when i land and i said okay and he texted me said i i landed i'll i'm going to the hotel i'll call you when i get there i love you no problem so an hour goes by and he calls me and I said, you know, how are you? He said, really tired. I didn't sleep much on the plane. I have a conversation. And interestingly enough, don't ask me why. Here I have been to the most amazing, luxurious places in the world. But out of my mouth comes, how's the hotel room that you're in? He said, oh, it's beautiful. It has a sitting room and it's gorgeous and it has a balcony. And I said, send a picture. I still don't think that it was me because I had, like I said, I've been in over the water bungalows with glass floors and yachts. And, you know, why do I care about the Hilton in, you know, <laughs> in Delaware? You know what I mean? Like, why would I care? But I think it was a divine intervention, to be honest with you. So he said, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I will. I said, do it right now. I want to see. And he said, okay. So he said, okay, I'll talk to you later. I love you. We hung up and bang, the, the picture came. And I opened it up and I said, hmm. <laughs> so in one corner, a woman's high heel shoes. In another corner, some clothes and makeup. And in another corner, some earrings. And so I picked the phone back up and I said, you know, it's okay if you decided to cross-dress, but you should have probably told me before you did that 
And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, high heel shoes, makeup, earrings. And he hung up on me. And that is when I got pissed off. <laughs> Don't you hang up on me. So I sat with it for a minute, literally felt like I had gotten the donkey kicked in the chest. It was really very, like physically painful as well. I took a breath, but I knew with, with utter certainty that that was finished, that was it. And so I messaged him two words, I'm done. And that was it. I, he tried to explain, he sent long messages and I was, it was as painful as it was, it was a settling in me that I knew that that was it, we were done. Like I didn't even, it didn't occur to me that if he would have come to me and said, let's, let's try, I, I was done. So I know that it's divine intervention because as devastated as I was, I was still on the other side of that coin, completely finished. It, it was not acceptable to me. And there was, I knew I had a knowing that this was it. And that was, so it was, yeah, it was a, a shocker. <laughs> what was his explanation like, I mean, when you said that we are done? <laughs> the, the reason that I one, wanted to, yeah. the reason I wanted to ask is, I have heard my personal story in the same way. So I'm really intrigued to understand like what is the explanation from there? It's, oh, it's funny. So the first one, the first one was, um, I felt really sorry. I was going, I was downstairs eating in the restaurant and I saw a woman crying. It turns out that she got beat up by her pimp. She's a prostitute. And I told her that she could sleep in the outer room until she found a place to go. Okay. So I didn't answer that text. That was a long text. That two days later, another text came in. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. She was a school teacher and she, was, she had answered an ad for this guy and they met at the hotel and uh, he left her there. I don't know, something like this. And I'm thinking in my mind, because I, I did not want to speak to him again. I'm thinking in my mind, so the next story, she's going to be a nun. And I'm <laughs> thinking... <laughs> what's happening like what kind of ridiculous what is happening here that you think that this is acceptable that I'm not that dumb and I was more angry that he thought I was stupid enough to buy either one of those stories than anything else like really so yeah there there were some and then when he got back he asked to speak to me and I was like okay um and he said um I just want to explain I have a disease and I said <laughs> sorry so, so I let that go and he goes, see, I can't talk to you. I was like, I don't know what to say to you. And then he goes, I, well, it was a mistake. And I said, I, I won't repeat what I said because <laughs> it's a little graphic. <laughs> so, I don't want to shock people. But at that point I was like, please don't assume I'm stupid enough to buy any of this. Like, you know, yeah, I don't understand. I have a disease. This isn't fair. So very narcissistic, you know, like uh, trying to shift the blame on me and make me feel bad. I just, I remained calm through the whole thing because either I remained calm or I was going to, the next scene was going to be me in an orange jumper being led to the prison. So I figured I better just be calm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I just like, I'm going to remain calm. <laughs> so. For me, when I caught him, uh, my husband, then first thing was like, 
it is not me at all my friend came in with his girlfriend and they were there and uh, yeah man you asked me and i just sent you a picture or like whatever that scenario is and i said like okay who is that friend call and put it on speaker i wanted to listen to him and why he brought a girl to our house mm, it is yeah. in my house actually it is not even any hotel or anything it is in my house my own bedroom i asked him oh, like, call the guy and put it on speaker he's like no 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 he'll be so embarrassed because he got that girl etc etc first he said like that girl whomever was there at house they are about to get married they said his friend and the other girl is about to get married when ah. i asked to call and put it on speaker <laughs> then it was like no it is not officially dis- discussed in their families but they wanted to get married and they wanted to have the time so they asked me that i said like even then i am not taking it wrong they wanted to be together i just wanted to say congratulations to him yeah call him and put it on speaker he is like uh no like, give me 5 minutes i'll be back and i'm getting a call he just rushed out and after 10 minutes he came back and he's like okay i'm going to call him and put it on speaker and i said like yes fine yeah he was and calling him real quick to say hey yeah the minute he put it on speaker and i just said like hey how are you man uh, is everything okay i did not ask any single word even that guy himself started telling me all the story like hey i came there with my girlfriend and i used your house and i'm like did i even ask you that and why are yeah. you giving that explanation to me yeah he, he just got shocked yeah. he got yeah. shocked he disconnected the phone he did not want uh-huh. to mm. I, i asked this guy again like so you prepped him for this 10 minutes yeah of course of course of he course. did not even understand what your plan is he just blabbered on whatever he wants and then yeah. the same kind of story the girl who came in was uh, having some troubles in her family and oh, yeah, yeah. Just, he just wanted to take care of her and i'm like why is she coming so sweet yeah <laughs> out of everybody on the earth she's in on the you. planet you're to get right exactly oh aren't you so are, kind we both are actually classmates so <sighs> well, whoever his friends are they are my friends too so oh, i asked geez. like i asked like who is the girl no 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 nobody don't care about that uh, she she took a promise from me that i never talk about her or anything and i'm like all the Can girls I? are close to me so they don't want to talk to me but they wanted to talk to you about their family problems and uh, he was like he gave a big story that they are going to a rough patch and whatever that is less than few hours actually in few i don't want to talk anything i don't want to say anything i was just i just heard it and i said okay leave it there i don't want to continue this conversation after few hours then again came back and then i was like it's all your fault because of you i'm doing all this bullshit I'm like of what? course why of is course. that yeah you, really oh yeah but i asked like <laughs> how is that, that my fault yeah why yeah. is that That's my fault how did i yeah. do that and yeah. he was like yeah. yeah you were never close with me you don't want me to be with you and yeah you are career oriented you okay. are taking care of other things you don't have time for mm-hmm. me and i'm like okay then uh, am i hearing that you did a mistake now is that what it is there yeah yeah and what happened to your uh, friend's girlfriend and other lady that is having troubles and some other stories and finally so you lied <laughs> <laughs> finally it came down to my mistake and he's like mm-hmm. yes it, it's yours it's your mistake and yeah whatever this is i'm not going to continue talking about this i never did like, like anything like this and i'm like do you want me to mm-hmm. tell you something and he's like okay what is it i actually saw you sleeping with girl there 
actually i did uh, oh my god i came early from office usually he picks me up from office i was never allowed to go alone by myself i was not allowed to go by myself come by myself if i'm actually leaving office to come home i have to give him a call and tell him like of course i'm coming back yeah and he'll say like okay i'll pick up or whatever that is he'll arrange that since i did i was having bad headache migraine i don't want to give him a call and keep waiting in the office so i just came home my right. office is like 10 minutes away from my home so i came home i saw these two guys i don't want to say anything my aunt's house is literally the next door hmm. he's having all these things right in front of my family oh my goodness i went to my aunt's house my aunt's first question was like do you see the girl inside is that the reason that you came out I'm like so you guys everybody you know? know oh yeah. my gosh you all of you guys know oh. but you guys don't want to tell me what is happening and she was like yes i know i was actually having a conversation about this to your dad and uh, yeah we wanted to see what happens and i'm like when are you planning to tell me actually i'm the person oh, here jeez uh, and oh i goodness. told him like i saw you so don't even give me crap giving all this yeah. i was just trying to see whether you will really man up to own your mistake tell me like yes this is what happened right. we can talk about it or like let's see whatever happens after but instead you wanted to give me all these stories and you were like as if it is my mistake you are putting it on yeah. me and I'm... so when i was listening <sighs> to your story those things were running in my mind like a flashback yep. like, yes i've yep. been there i know what it is it's crazy it's just crazy so yeah yeah but lessons learned right absolutely lessons learned yes much happier now love the life that i had i i wouldn't trade it and i'm i actually it's funny because i do get asked um from people if you could go back and change anything you know would you which is a, it's a funny question because you know we could never do that but if you could daydream and go back no i really wouldn't because i think that the lessons that i've learned are so incredibly valuable that they've they've actually transformed me into the person that i am and had it gone any other way i might not have learned those lessons and not not been the person that i am now so it's with joy that those you know mistakes happen and I often think of a child, right? How many times does it does it fall before it can walk and how many times does it trip before it can run and you know so it's it's the same concept we must I think we learn more from our perceived mistakes than we do from our from our successes for sure because they're they're hard learned. <laughs> so Absolutely yeah. all those lessons are like yeah life lessons who made yep. us like this yep. today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. all the choices though it is super hard for us to make those choices mm-hmm. and by that we were yes this is it yeah. this is what i am yeah yeah absolutely Definitely. absolutely incredible so yes the second step of your journey when you mentioned you just packed everything and came back yeah. home with two suitcases and i believe in our previous conversation you were mentioning you had a bank balance of 16 cents 16 cents my 16 cent story yeah <laughs> please so, go ahead so um i decided that i was going when i decided what i wanted to do i was going to uh start this program that i had you know because my idea was quite unique and my way of of doing things is quite unique i'm i'm one of these uh i like to call it a rule breaker i don't when when somebody tells me i have to follow a certain rule to get something done i i try to find the opposite way to it so but i wanted to hire a business coach because i wanted to make sure that i in fact was you know on the right track and so i interviewed one and 
loved her. I felt aligned to her and I wanted to sign up and I went to my bank account. I had 16 cents in it. <laughs> 16 cents and no idea where, no idea where a dollar was going to come from. And I, it was not acceptable for me to just go and get a regular job somewhere just to go, because I knew that if I did that, that I would be tired or I would use it as an excuse not to get the things done that I needed to get done. I knew that, I knew that about me, that I would just fall into that complacent kind of, you know, you know, we, we become comfortable with the uncomfortable and we just, you know, we just go ahead and, all right, this is life and this is what I'm gonna do. And I knew years would go by and I would not accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So I put a program together the best that I knew how by just doing some research online, figuring it out as I went. But I stood strong in my knowledge and my desire and my belief systems. I knew that I had something to offer. I knew that my systems that I use are very unique to other people. And so I went with that and um, it was, I connected with people. And that's one of the things too, is I, I work through attraction marketing where it's just your story, your genuine reciprocal energy that you give and take from people are really what connect you in a, in a genuine way. And so I did that and I put this program together and I remember, I remember I was, I was doing the modules to one of the programs and I was sitting inside of a closet because, you know, all the clothes were hanging, were forming, like a, making it quiet. Oh, yes. I was, I was in a, my parents were living in an RV. They were traveling the, the United States. And so I was staying with them a little bit. Um, and so I was in this little closet and I was recording my sessions <laughs> and I was just thinking, you know, this is going to work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. And it doesn't matter. You know, none of it matters. What matters is the content. What matters is what people get out of it. What matters is what they learn and how they transform. And so I had no idea how to deliver it. I had no idea about marketing. I had no idea about any of it, like how to, to build a solid foundation on social media. So people follow you. I just went out and talked about it. And I, I, went into groups and I talked about to people about it. I connected with them. I engaged with them. Um, you know, I just talked and people started slowly to get interested. And I remember the first one I sold, he's still, he's so I, I, I love him so much. I gave him lifetime access to all of my programs as a way of saying, thank you, because he was such an amazing human and he was my first sale. And I was, I, at that time, the course that I had or the program that I had was a drip course. And then I would do uh, live, like kind of in the group, one-on-ones kind of thing through WhatsApp. And cause I couldn't afford anything that was out there that would allow me to connect like Zoom. You know, I couldn't, at the time I didn't, I didn't afford it. So he bought the program, but he wanted it as an all-in-one. And it was a, it was a five week drip program. And at first I tried to tell him, I was like, well, no, it's designed so that you can learn and implement, and then we'll go through in a coaching session. And he said, well, if you give it all to me, I'll pay triple the price and we'll still meet each other every week. But I, I like to go through things quickly. And I thought, triple the price. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just remember going, oh my God, I'm going to eat this week. Like it was just so amazing to me. So of course I couldn't say no, but I didn't realize at the time what a gift he was. Like he was just that gift that I needed because I really was genuinely doing things. So I said, yes, 
He went through the program. He killed it. He ended up getting, I think, something like $12,000 worth of sponsorships in, in oh. um, Cabo San Lucas. And he just started singing my praises and bringing more people to me. And, you know, it was amazing. So I, now I'm helping him. Like he's developing some, another business and he's in my business program. But I've just, he can have whatever he wants because he was that, that he was that wh- who I needed that kind of support. And um, yeah, he was that, that kind of light that I needed at the end of that dark tunnel to make me feel, yes, it's possible. And yes, what I'm doing is right. And so, yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a wonderful transition story that I love to tell people that you never know where people are going to come from or how the help, but believing in yourself and knowing that you're doing the right thing. That's what matters. Absolutely. So that's amazing. As you said, like, yes, things will fall into place at time. They do. We are like, yeah, we feel that there is no light at all. It it, it is there. It's just like (laughs) our patience and the way we search for it. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes we overthink, like you just sometimes have to just let it be. And trust the process, trust who you are, trust in whatever higher source you have, like you have to trust and know that, that, you know, the universe has your back, you know, you're believe in yourself and trust that you're going to find the way. And sometimes that's not easy, especially when you're kind of like circling the drain of pain and all that other stuff. But um yeah, it's it's definitely serves serves you well when you can trust and believe in your own dreams. So, yeah. so though the though your marriage did not end up as you expected, yeah. you had a wonderful life before, and your transformation story, and now you are here. So, how yeah. do you define your journey as a holistic from uh, beginning to this place? Wow. Um, I'd have to say that the first 50 years of my life (laughs) was just a journey of discovery and, um, you know, a lot of mistakes were made and a lot of wrong turns were made, but I was never one to give up. I always always wanted more. My marriage before this one he used to say to me, why can't, why isn't it never enough? Why do you always search for more or look for more or want more? And I remember saying to him, because life is full of more and I don't want to just settle. I want more. I want it all. I want to be fulfilled. And that was really the word for me. So I kept searching and I kept going and I kept doing. And through that, um, I've become an example, you know, to my daughters and to my, all my daughters, very strong women and, and all of them go after their dreams and realize their dreams and work hard and pick themselves up when they fall. And my sons too, you know, all of them are, 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 I think that they have seen me getting up from falling is more to them than me just telling them about a lesson. You know, it's, it's seeing it in action, I think. And so it's, everything happened for a reason. I used to never believe that, but I do believe that, that all of that happened for a reason. And the best part of my life started at 50 on that day. So the transformational story was, you know, all of those lessons, the first 50 years were all lessons that will sustain me now for the rest of my life. And I don't need to make them anymore. <laughs> so it keeps getting better. It just does. Like every year is better than the year before in every way. And, you know, right now I don't have anybody substantial in my life. I don't have a partner in my life, but I'm okay with that. Cause before I felt like I had to 
you know, I have to be somebody, somebody. And I don't, I am my own somebody. And mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And, and he's out there somewhere, you know, sitting in a cafe, having a glass of wine, waiting for me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or having a cappuccino, or maybe he's flying somewhere, but he's there. And, and when the time is right, yeah, it's, it's, I'm patient. I'm okay. I'm okay waiting. <laughs> when you, when you think about your entire life, whatever ups and downs and everything what is the biggest mistake that you think that you have done biggest mistake or biggest lesson that you have learned mm -hmm. probably not believing in myself not believing that i was worthy of of what i wanted and allowing someone else to be responsible for my own happiness instead of giving that responsibility to myself. Always, I always thought that it was selfish. Everybody else had to be happy. I wasn't, um, I wasn't worthy of that. You know, if everybody else was happy, then I'll be happy. But it's, it's not the case. So yeah, that's probably the biggest lesson was, you know, believing utterly in myself and my dreams and, my, and being responsible for my own happiness. That's not anybody else's job, it's yeah. mine. Yeah. What is your strength that you can say? My strength, <laughs> my strength is probably the ability um, to get up constantly, to constantly stand up, be accountable for the things that I do and to live with joy, to be happy. I, I, that's my strength is no matter what happens, I overcome and I can find the good in it. And I love that. I love being, I love finding the joy no matter what happens. And yeah, I have to say that's my strength. Awesome, awesome. How do you define success for in your words? Ah, success. Success is when you have utter fulfillment. And that's, that's not a dollar amount. You know, money to me is a byproduct of happiness. Yes. It, it, of course, it happens, you know, of course. But when you can be of service and you can help others and you can make someone else laugh or smile or when you can give someone else inspiration or hope. And you can live a life from fulfillment in that way when you know that you are happy and that you're responsible and accountable and that other people find joy being around you, that's success. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I believe your family, entire family, you said like you just had a grandchild. Almost. So I have my 11th one is coming any day now. And within the next couple of weeks, we're having a little, another little girl. So there's, I have 11 grandchildren, six children, three girls, three boys, and 11 grandchildren, almost 11. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Have any one of your child came up to you saying that this is what I have learned from you? Yes. My oldest one just did that earlier this year. We were having lunch and she said, mom, I just want you to know that you know, I didn't always understand, you know, why you did what you did or what happened or, you know, the choices that you made. But now, now I do. And, and you, no matter what, you always overcome and you're so strong. And that makes us strong. It's a good example. That was the best present I could have ever gotten. Absolutely. The best present. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to give any note before we close? Or is there anything else that you wanted to explain? About? I just, you know, I had a great time and I just want to say to anybody listening, you know, that's really what life is about. It's about living in fulfillment. It's about 
yes, we're going to fall. We're going to skin our knees. We're going to get hurt. Terrible things happen. But focusing on the, the terrible things isn't what life is about. You know, we, can't, we can't move forward when we're lo looking backwards. We can't. And so believing in yourself and trusting in yourself and being responsible for your own happiness, that's what it's all about. And take a chance on yourself. Invest in yourself. Love yourself. Because if you don't love you, you can't love anybody else, can you? <laughs> so really, yeah. When you said believe in yourself, I heard from somebody recently, like, how do you actually do that? Because, for example, if I'm talking about myself, like a basic example, if I'm like in my lowest point and if somebody is coming and telling me like, yeah, believe in yourself, trust your gut, do what makes you happy. From another person's perspective, yes, you are okay to say that. And you feel like, yes, it is okay. But for me, I'm in deep hole that I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. How can I believe myself? That's a very good question. So the, the key is, is to shift that focus. Instead of saying, I have nothing to believe in myself, or I don't know where to start, or I don't understand, or this thing is so bad that I can't see any joy from it shifting your perspective and saying, you know, I don't understand yet, but finding something and remembering something and finding joy in that moment, we can always find something to be grateful for. So focusing on gratitude instead of on what's has you in that pit of despair is what's going to pull you up. So there's so many, you know, I, and it had, doesn't have to be grandiose. Sometimes I wake up and I look up at the ceiling and I say, thank you for my eyesight. I can see my ceiling, you know, just something so, because how many people can't, don't have sight Yes. or thank you for this pillow. It's so comfortable. Sometimes just doing that can shift your focus and take you away from feeling in despair and believing in yourself is knowing unequivocally that no matter what's happening, I, my, my dreams and my desires are valid, just like anybody else's just like every, every single human being has the right to be happy. And so do I, so do you. And to, you, to devalue your own happiness, that's your responsibility and, and try not to do that. Just say, you know what, I'm, nobody else is telling me. And even if someone on the outside is saying, you're not worthy, that's, that says more about them yes, than it does say about you. They're not responsible for your worthiness. They're not responsible. They're, they're no, nobody holds in judgment of that. Although we all judge, but we don't have that right. So don't allow somebody else to have that responsibility. You do, you do deserve happiness. And it's sometimes it's just a matter of starting tiny. Like, you know, um, I woke up today and I can smell coffee in the air or, you know, something tiny, something small. My nightgown is comfortable. <laughs> you know, my sheets are clean. Something, something that's small, but something in gratitude because there's somebody in the world that has it worse than you. And, and, and it's still in gratitude. That's the beautiful part of traveling for me. I've been to the, some of the poorest countries in the world. I've, I've seen children in Indonesia playing on side streets that are four feet deep of garbage and they're laughing and they have brightness in their eyes and they're chasing each other and they're smiling and giggling. And they're playing on garbage. Our kids here are crying because they don't have the newest iPhone. Yep. <laughs> like, you yep. know what I mean? So, 
but finding that joy, like looking at them and seeing that they're absolutely happy playing with each other on garbage. Like I've seen that. I've been to Africa and Rwanda where, you know, they have literally nothing to wear at all. They're walking naked, but they're still smiling. There's still joy there, genuine joy, not joy in a new toy or not joy in, you know, the latest uh, video game. Joy because they're just playing with each other. That's true happiness right there. That's, that's, that'll knock you back into perspective for sure. So, yeah. Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.